0: Hello friends, Kirk Henderson and Josh Boe coming to you for a Tuesday night edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We come to you about 10 minutes after the Rockets and the Mavs faced off for the Mavs' first home game of the season. Uh, the Mavericks walked away with a 116-106 victory. It was a kind of a herky-jerky game. Um, I f- Some steps in the right direction for the Mavericks, but there's I don't know, just some, some kind of like residual weirdness that I don't really know how to put put something too past, you know, and i talk talked about this in my recap past Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and like Dorian Finney-Smith, like needing to look like competent offensive players, which if we're being honest, neither really has this season. What did you think of the game, Josh?
1: No, I was pretty down on the game uh, just from the fact that like Houston is is not – they're gonna be real bad. They, um, they've got some talent for sure, but they are young. They're inexperienced. I mean, they might, they might not win twenty games this season. Uh, and then, even if you want to be generous, they might. They probably won't win twenty five. Uh, and you could probably say the same thing. You know, the 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 Raptors. I don't think are going to be a team that wins thirty games this season. If 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 things kind of continue with how that roster looks. So playing two back-to-back games against two, you know, lottery bound teams and kind of struggling to pull away from them in each one, you know, I'm trailing in the first quarter against each one. It's just, you know, it's not fun. Uh, The one thing I will say, and I kind of joked about this on Twitter was there was like a comfort in the way the Mavericks look like crap for most of this game tonight. Because it was like the normal reasons for why they look like crap. Like, Luca, you know, Luca looking disinterested against a bad team. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith missing all of his open shots. (laughs) Kristaps missing all of his his twos. Dwight Powell being awful on defense. Like, you know, the stuff that we've seen the Mavericks of the last two or three years be bad at, and not, you know, Powell and Kristaps rolling into the basket at the same time, or guys, you know, three guys standing (laughs) in the paint, or Dorian Finney-Smith posting up. Like, it was different. It was like welcoming an old friend. that you haven't seen in a long time tonight like oh the the Mavericks can be bad and still win games but you know not look like they forgot what the concept of basketball is so well we that got might be the one takeaway for me we got
0: shivved like right before the game started with Brad Townsend sharing a video clip of uh Rockets head coach Steven Silas oh it, my god he had asked them, like uh Brad Townsend had asked him a question about how weird it would be to not see Rick Carlisle and he said very strange then quickly added that it's even more strange to see the Mavs with the same starting lineup as when he was a Mavs assistant three seasons ago. And I cackled because, look, we take some grief, I think, and and really the other kind of Mavs podcasts and outlets are kind of starting to shape up around, like, none of us agree on, like, everything. There are certain things where we'll all kind of disagree and have to, de- but I think everybody's kind of coming around to the point that, like, The same roster is getting to be it's it's they need something to shake it up like rolling out the same starting lineup is is just indicative of kind of an overarching problem that the rosters had for years that you and I have beat to death and the Mavericks have one way shape or form said these are not the droids you're looking for. In kind of their messaging where they're like oh this is new we got that and then just for a, a former mavericks coach to come in and just stab dallas with that comment i was just toast
1: yeah it felt good to have someone like you know sometimes we feel like we're screaming into the void a little bit mm-hmm. so to have someone of pretty high you know respectability and stature you know Steven Silas, a very respected coach around the league. he's a head coach of a, a you know of a of the rockets like he's not just you know just some guy, so like that was kind of fun for, yeah. for yeah. that to come out of his mouth.
0: I don't know, but it was yeah. it, it it the the first quarter felt just like it, it game to game the offense is is a little more flowy they weren't doing near as much like attacking what they felt was mismatches i think that maybe yeah. had to do with the fact that the rockets play like a lot of length but it was it, it was a little more luca dominated which i i know people are waffling on this but this is how the roster is built but at the same time it, it like shots just weren't falling um and you know like luca and kp were four of 19 in the first half and so you know i'm glad they won what what I am am looking for is a a with with when you're playing a bad team, I want to see sort of some wall to wall dominance. And they've played two bad teams in a row and haven't shown us that. Now wins are wins. Probably need to stop whining about it. The Lakers just won a a, a nail biter against the Spurs, who are kind of in a similar position as the Mavericks, where you know you, you you'd rather build towards something than come out hot. And and peter out. So so I'm trying to be kind of kind of positive there. Um, It's better to be two and one than zero and three. Absolutely. (laughs) And the and kid played all 15 guys, which sort of seems like a nod to like the the opening of. I'm sure someone will ask him why. Oh, it's already been asked.
1: He said that was the plan. He said they were going into this game expecting to play everyone.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's like a little bit of a hat tip to everybody on the roster. It's a little painful to only see Josh Green play four minutes. Um, that's, you know, uh, I, I will say we're getting, we're inching closer into, into why is Reggie Bullock only playing 15 minutes land, uh, former, former Mavs money baller Nick Angstad got shivved for, for not, or for asking the minutes question, which all coaches hate, but he made the case for it tonight. I mean, Bullock is playing with Brunson. He's not even playing with Luca. And if Brunson's able to find him for these shots, what kind of shots is he going to get if he plays with Luca? is sort of where my head is.
1: Yeah, I posted a tweet earlier that was really funny because after I posted it, Finney Smith had a, a put-back dunk and a block. Right. Um, <laughs> but still, I mean, even Doreen didn't finish the game scoring-wise very well. Like, mm-hmm. so, so Bullock had 16 points in 17 minutes. On the season, Finney Smith has scored, I want to say, 22 points in about 100 minutes or Mm -hmm. 95 to 100 minutes and obviously dorian brings more to the table than scoring like i mean he he's a tremendous hustler on the defensive end he's the best offensive rebounder on the team uh he he typically brings energy but you know at a certain point those you know the point of basketball is to put the ball in the hoop and and his offensive limitations can sometimes just kind of wane on you a little bit when it's this extreme and he kind of has these extreme games where he just doesn't make any shots, and that was tonight. He was 0-5. He had like two or three wide open corner shots that he missed. I mean, I don't even think any of his threes were bad. Like that, he got good looks all night. And he just wasn't making them. And it just goes to show, like the different, like you know, I, I feel like with Finney Smith, we kind of we try to we try to argue around it, be like, yeah, but he, you know, he's a great offensive rebounder and, he, and defensive player. And I feel like we've had to make that excuse because there wasn't really anyone else to turn to on the roster that can fill his role. And then you look at Reggie Bullock, who can, you know, he got four rebounds in, in seventeen minutes. He, you know, he plays good defense. Oh, and he can also go, you know, shoot forty percent from three consistently on on a high vo- on a much higher volume. You know, he had nine three point shots in mm-hmm. seventeen minutes. Dorian had five and thirty two. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's it's just, it's just like, now that Reggie's on the roster, it just, that excuse, it feel like it, it, it feels pointless to make these excuses when it's like, well, just, just give this guy some more minutes, you know, maybe, you know, play him together. Like, I don't think anyone wants to see Finney Smith necessarily like sent to the fan. No, I'd rather him play the four. I'd right, rather you
0: put right. Finney Smith out there and get Dwight Powell right.
1: and play him in a right. different
0: unit. Like right. it's, it's, and I'm, I'm maybe they'll work to that. I can't yeah. help but think that they're trying to save some stuff, but they're not really good enough right now to save things. I would like for them to see, uh, you know, and again, we only have three three minutes or three games of tape. So maybe we'll start to see some different stuff, but I can't help but feel that that, that starting lineup is getting more run than it deserves. And I don't, I want to know what, kid sees and what everyone else sees because the other players you know kid says the other players wanted 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 powell to be the fifth guy i'm wondering what they're seeing because all powell's efforts and good screens and like he does bring things to the table i'm not going to be one of these guys that's terrible about it but unless he's kind of diving effectively unless they're really playing you know he doesn't really bring much to the offense and porzingis at least I, i don't know. Przingis I think has what, been so so off. It's it's kind of hard yeah. for me to 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 judge it. I think what they sense.
1: see is is the data, the good data they had before Pal and Porzingis got hurt in that first season together, mm. and like there's a track record, there's tape. Like the Mavericks were a very successful team with Pal and Porzingis starting for you know from opening night till January of 2020 in the 2019 2020 season. So I wonder if that's part of it, in addition to you know, players and and stuff, making their case to kids. So that's, you know, I I can imagine they're not, what they're seeing right now is not what they want, but I got to imagine the reason they're trying it is is in addition to the players wanting it and and the assistant coaches mentioning it and is just that data. But again, like it's, that data was accumulated in the Rick Carl offense that really emphasizes having, you know, a five that's diving down the rim every, you know, every single possession for the most part. And with Powell and Prazingis right now, that's just, you know, it's just not happening. Like Powell's sometimes not setting screens because they want to get Kristaps more involved and they don't want him to be a bystander. And so then that makes Powell a bystander. And the, the the bad part about that is Powell is a much, much, much more worthless bystander in terms of like attracting defenders than, than KP. At least when KP's not doing anything, uh, he's dragging a center or a big man, you know, 28 feet away from the basket. Uh, when Powell is not doing much, he's, got a defender that's basically kind of playing rover uh on whoever the ball handler is. So, you know, they'll have to figure that out and if they, you know, maybe they will make a change eventually because it doesn't seem like, you know, I don't think they want to take away the like the christop's touches seem to be are going to keep rolling in. Uh I think you
0: got to try them yeah, yeah, so
1: so like I don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to change what they want to do with Christophs in terms of his shots, so Something's got to give. Like they can't keep they can't keep rolling those two out and having Powell kind of stand around and watch KP post ups or 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 have Powell watch you know Luca KP pick and rolls because mm-hmm. uh, that's just not going to work in the long run. So maybe right. they'll they'll eventually have, have their force their hand. But speaking of KP, you wanna how do you wanna how do you wanna handle this? I feel well, like so kid can... is
0: saying like like <laughs> kid is saying that he's out with back tightness. And look, like I I don't want to kick a guy when he's down but he started the season 13 of 43 from the floor and there's a positive regression coming a lot of the shots that he's taking are just not going in uh in the first few games he was he was taking more difficult shots I felt tonight the quality of his looks was a little better it's just they didn't go um he has he really likes to make the game harder for himself I just I'm kind of over getting really worked up about it because it's just, it's methodical. It's intentional. It's like you don't, like dribbling, when when you are on the left wing and you have a man to your left and then space to your right to the key, if you dribble left, you are literally taking the ball to a second defender and he cannot help himself. His, His movements are so preordained that that it's just kind of part of who he is and when he gets the shot that he wants to take off he's we're gonna hit a Porzingis stretch where he looks like one of the best basketball players alive this is just how his career goes it'll come sooner or later I'm not entirely convinced that that he was hurt I guess it doesn't matter they decided to to sort of save him his dignity. He looked fine on the bench and seemed to be in good spirits, which ultimately is kind of what's more important. What would happen last year is they would pull him when it was when he was mopey, and then it would only get worse. And so there must be some sort of discussion that you know where it's like, okay, you're not feeling right physically. We're just going to pull you and let you sit. We're going to see if we can ride out this game, and and, was, and that's what they he? did.
1: But was he not feeling right physically? Is the question. I mean, I, his shot
0: was his shot has been so bad. I I don't want to put anything. I don't want to put anything out of the realm of possibility. I but mean, he looks if good he, on
1: defense, and he's running around yes, fine. Like yes, that's the which part that makes we should be happy tough. about
0: that. And yeah, I, I but, think that's probably where we we should leave it because I don't know I don't what know. you do about that. I'll probably talk about it more on the green room. But if Porzingis isn't healthy then this is going to be another struggle bus. And for right now, he looked fine on the bench. And until we see him not moving well on defense, I'm kind of – I don't think I really want to go there.
1: Yeah, and they can win games with him. You know, and it'll just – it's its tough to have that converse because it's a conversation we can have every single game, every single night, you know, because mm-hmm. it's – they can obviously win games without him being a great offensive player. And if he's a good to great defensive player – and the question just becomes you know can they win a playoff series with him being a good defensive player and a bad offensive player and that's the stuff that we can talk about ad nauseum every night with nothing changing and kind of that's kind of yelling into the void a little bit so i get it um i kind of felt weird like when he he started the game really poorly and i mean he's got a pretty significant like black eye from from that collision he had right. in the game against the raptors and there's a part of me that was like man it, like is he still like in pain from that? Like, is he, like, he he's got to be maybe sore? Like, I was wondering, can he still see well? Like, is his eye swollen, you know, eyelid swollen up a little bit? There, there was a part of me that was almost like, maybe he shouldn't have even played tonight because he looked, you know, his face is, his eye is jacked up from that collision. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could see it from the, from your television screen, uh, whenever they're in the huddle, you know, he has a very clear black eye. So there was part of me that was like, man, I wonder if he should just, shouldn't have even played. Played tonight because uh, he, you're right. I mean, he was, he's two of 10. I mean, he just, he couldn't, he couldn't throw a ball into the ocean tonight. It was, yeah. I mean, he got, this wasn't even a case of him taking a bunch of weird post ups and fading and one legged footers. I mean, he was missing wide open push shots in the paint. uh He missed a couple of those. And it's like, all right, like, well, this is just not happening for you tonight. So I was just kind of curious. I wonder if he didn't even need to play with uh, what happened to him in Toronto, but. He oh, God.
0: <laughs> well, now now we got more content to laugh at because uh, Kid has talked about a leadership council that came to him and asked for all 15 guys to play, which I'm just like, I don't know. Part of this, I, I laugh at some of the stuff that Kid's getting into lately, and it's going to take me a while to adjust to how Kid talks. But I have a five-year-old, and one of the weirder things about parenting is that you have to start dealing with when they don't tell the truth. And at this point, my son's bad lies irritate me more than the fact that he's lying. And so, like, I'm not implying the kid is lying per se. But it's just such a weird thing to divulge. Like, what leadership
1: council are we talking about? Yeah, is he talking <laughs> about his assistant coaches? Is he talking? He says about... it's the players. He... Like, what three? Oh, he pra- says the it... players.
0: Yeah, so it's like what Hardaway, probably not Luca. Luca doesn't even like to talk. Like, what is so, happening here? So,
1: do the assistant co- <laughs> the assistant coaches don't get to be on the leadership council? I love it. This is
0: great. Kid's just the gift that keeps on giving. He's we're gonna have fun with him this season because, and I I need Mad's fans. To kind of wrap their head around this. He is going to say different stuff all the time. He's also going to say what I said earlier doesn't apply. Like he's not like Carlisle was rasputin compared to Jason Kidd. Like this is just <laughs> not like there might be some calculation going on with Kidd, but like Carlisle overthought the like insane stuff. Whereas I don't think um I don't think Kid is that kind of guy. He's gonna tell you what's on his mind. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, we should probably uh call it for the evening. We're gonna be back thursday night friday night sunday ish even though they play like a 230 game we're gonna figure that one
1: out yeah um you got anything else before we go uh jalen brunson probably saved the game oh yeah oh so yeah let's great game. give a shout out 11 assists really great for him uh the, he he kind of steadied things like just before we go i don't want to get too deep into it because i know we're about to go but like brunson to me is like when you talk about the extension i feel like a lot of Mavs fans are putting a little bit too much into him developing into something that maybe he won't be able to like taking, like I feel like that there's a segment of Mavs fans that feel like there's like another leap in him where he could be like a starting 15 to 18 point per game score. And sometimes I feel like that's unfair because he's one of the few young guys on the team that that, that has actually like turned into something outside of Luka. Uh, and to be honest, like what he is right now is, is totally fine. And it's totally worth an extension to keep him around and games like this are why, like just to have a guard of his level to come off your bench and steady things when you play, when you, when you start a game like crap, like it's just a luxury that not a lot of teams have. And it, it just, I don't want Mavs fans to get disappointed if this is what he is forever you know we don't know that but if it is like that's still a pretty good player and that's still a useful player that that's worth keeping around so uh you know good game for him and 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 wave. you know i i really do think he kind of saved things without it getting too out of hand uh when the bench came in in the first half
0: absolutely well guys this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you again a little later in the week there'll be a green room coming if you missed our podcast with matt moore and tim cato i really recommend it tim was really insightful um it's always fun to talk basketball with him without having to talk about the reporting stuff because uh, when you talk reporting stuff with a reporter they're always a little leery of what stuff they shouldn't shouldn't say but like tim and i just talked basketball it was nice it was fun yeah so all right guys we'll talk to you soon this has been kirk henderson and josh bow and we will see you a little later in the week